created man in his own image. And how do you explain Hello, and welcome back to Scream 101. Why are you so enthusiastic? I gotta be enthusiastic because it's late at night, and I gotta keep you awake. Okay. Um, well, I am awake. Great. Um, this is the final week of our Horror Parodies Month. Are you excited or sad about that? I'm super excited. Honestly, but I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> okay. I'm only excited because of your energy level right now. Okay. Great. Perfect. I'm just telling you that your enthusiasm is working. Okay, I appreciate it. Oh, (laughs) speaking of enthusiasm, uh, my favorite episode of every year is our Screamy Awards, where we parody the Oscars and give awards to all the movies we've watched throughout the year. And when this episode comes out, our Screamy Awards ballot will be available for you to vote on Twitter and Facebook. You can check that out. I work very hard on it. So please vote and give give it some votes. Oh, also... Um, thank you to Milo Mook, who uh, reviewed our show on uh, the iTunes podcast app. So I guess you owe him ice cream. Oh, crap. Do I? I owe a lot of people ice cream. Yeah. Nobody has really claimed it. The offer literally still stands. I have nothing but gift cards to give to people. <laughs> you have ice cream gift cards? Yes. I mean, that's pretty cool. But yeah, no. so Milo's super cool. He says he likes gay people talking about horror. And I'm like, that's us. It is us. And he found us through Kill by Kill. So shout out to Kill by Kill also who are an incredible podcast woo, woo. and who deserve all of the like incredible success they've been having this year. Woo, woo. Um, but yeah, so that's happening. What else is going on? Anything new with you? Well, I've convinced you to read Northanger Abbey. Yes. Uh, Sergio's taking a Jane Austen class. And so I'm going to try to read along with him. And maybe we should do 10-word reviews of Jane Austen after we read the books. I don't think anybody who listens to this podcast would want to hear that. I don't know about that. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies fans. Anyway. Were there any? <laughs> Was that one of our highest rated episodes? I mean, we didn't do an episode on we that. We didn't do that? So I watched it for no good reason? Because I wanted to watch it. Okay. Anyway, let's do our 10-word reviews of movies we've watched in the past uh, week or so. All right. I'll start us off. Babe 2. Babe Teaches City Slickers, The True Meaning of George Miller. Yay. And I was hoping you would, because I did write Babe 2 on your paper because I got lazy, but I was hoping you would correct me and say Babe Pig in the City, which is the true title of the movie. And my review of that movie is not a timeless classic, but some glorious production design. Okay. And sorry for shaming you. It's okay. Um, Proud Mary. Mary has nothing to be proud about. Yeah, and she has no little lambs in this movie either. (laughs) Um, My review of Proud Mary is, this movie is offensive to my sensibilities as a human. Okay. It was so bad, Sergio. I know. I know you were there, but... And my review told you that Mary has nothing to be proud about. I know. That movie was bad. It could have been so good. Taraji P. Henson as an assassin that has a poster that makes it look like it's a 70s Pam Greer movie. It's not that. Spoiler alert. It's so bad. I hated Proud Mary. Okay, so our third so review I, is... I'm just very angry about it. I think that everybody in it and who worked on it deserves better. You're right. You're totally right. Um, I don't know what to say to that. Maybe we can turn this into a Proud Mary review podcast. Maybe. Because I'm pretty sure all that was more than 10 words. I'm no mathematician, but 
I'm fairly certain. More than 10. Whatever. Move on. All right. Uh, the commuter. Uh, another taken imitation that should have ended two stops prior. Ooh. And my review of the commuter is Liam Neeson Mad Libs. Nothing you haven't seen before. Yeah. It was fun, though. He's like, where's my wife? Ticket? Person? I don't know. Was it fun, though? No. Oh, I, sh- I my, the joke I should have made is, where's my noun? But I did a bad job. <laughs> we are having two different conversations. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm asking you, wasn't it fun? Like the movie. The commuter? Yeah. It was okay. And then you just kept talking with whatever it was you were doing. I was you doing were, mad libs. You were so intent on making this joke, you were ignoring my question. Whatever. Um, the commuter, look, if you're if you're in the past, in last weekend, and trying to decide between the commuter and Proud Mary, definitely pick the commuter. Yes. Isn't um, this two weekends ago? I guess. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for next week's 10-word review of Forever My Girl, because this is definitely January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so today we're here to review the classic horror parody repossessed repossessed starring leslie nielsen linda Mm -hmm. blair ted Beatty, ned Beatty, ned Beatty, ned Beatty, body by jake and others jesse the body ventura is he also the body was it all the bodies from this in this movie i'm pretty sure interesting and they all hit the floor in that one magical scene i'm sure they did um (laughs) but no i don't know (laughs) Yeah, so this movie arrived upon us in the year of our Lord, 1990, and here is the plot. An old exorcist, played by Leslie Nielsen, takes on a satanic housewife, Linda Blair, broadcast live by a televangelist, Ned Beatty, and his wife, and she does not get an actor, (laughs) so that's fun. Um, Yeah, so basically, it's a sequel to The Exorcist. It literally stars Linda Blair as a Nancy, which took me, like, a good 25 minutes to figure out what the joke in her name was. And it's because the original character in the exorcist, her name was Reagan. Get it. I certainly do. Nancy Reagan. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, anyway, so that's what that was. Okay. Real quick, just off the top, Sergio, what was this movie better or worse than exorcist Two: the heretic, the actual exorcist sequel we got with Linda Blair, which is really the key question. Better. I still, I'm going to say it's worse, and I hated The Exorcist 2. No, this one was better. Well, this one doesn't have Linda Blair. Look. Wasn't The Exorcist Exorcist 2 like two hours and some minutes long? Maybe. At least this one had the decency to cut it short at an hour 30. But it felt so long. It did feel so long, only because the jokes really did not land. Uh Um, There was some kind of issue with timing. Uh, But at least it was over with fairly quickly. Yeah, I I don't know. And no bugs in this one. But no, honestly, I think Exorcist 2, The Heretic, is a much funnier movie than Repossessed is. Um, Give me your proof, your evidence. There's a scene where Linda Blair has to drive away some locusts, and she swings her arm around in the air to pretend she's doing something, and you can make her go, and looks like she's dancing at a rave. And then she just, at the end, she just, like, spoilers, I guess, she just kind of wanders off with the priest, and you're like, I hope she's okay. (laughs) Um, I guess when you put it like that, I could see where you specifically would have more fun with this movie, The Exorcist 2, uh-huh. but no. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, it was just super long. That's literally my gripe with that movie. Again, and the insects. Yes. Oh, you don't like insects? No. Who? But, we had so many sh- 
unnecessary shots. This is quickly becoming a review of The Exorcist 2. Unnecessary <laughs> shots of insects flying around. and That is true. In scenes that they didn't need to be. But also, Repossessed did not have James Earl Jones. And every movie that has James Earl Jones is slightly better than a movie that doesn't have James Earl Jones. This movie had Leslie Nielsen, and he was pretty good. Was he, though? When he fell down the stairs in the first, like, five minutes of the movie, we were like, all right, like, we're ready for this. Yeah, I don't know. Not 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 that Leslie Nielsen is bad. It's just that he's given nothing to work with. Well, he was... Well, he probably had to show up for, like, two days, okay? No, that's the thing about this movie is that you think you're like, oh, they clearly got Leslie Nielsen for a day because it keeps cutting between him, like, standing behind a podium telling the story and uh-huh. making wacky mugging faces. But then he keeps just showing up in the movie, and you're like, oh, he was... He was committed to this. He was yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it the, So that weird structure just doesn't need to be there. But yeah, as always, we rate movies on the scariness, campiness, FX, and quality out of five. What's your scariness score for this movie? One. Yeah, of course. Moving on. Yeah. What's your campiness and or funniness score for Repossessed? Two and a half. Really? Yeah. Where would you rank it in the funniness of the movies that we watched this month? Scary Movie 4, Shriek, if you know, whatever, and Vampires Suck. Um, I would rank it probably third. Okay. What, what was the worst one to you? Uh, Shriek. Okay. Fair enough, I guess. Um, I give it two out of five perms, and honestly, I don't know. I, I laughed once every six minutes, maybe. Uh-huh. Like, there were laughs to be had. Um, Lord knows they weren't, like, full-throated guttural laughs. Like, oh, no. God, like, I'm rolling on the floor laughing. I had one of those. With the ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> no, because it, it, it's one of the few things that was actually a genuine parody of The Exorcist, where she says the line, lick me, and then you, it, the camera pans over to her, and she's dressed as an ice cream cone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I found that very amusing. <laughs> it was very funny and, uh, and surprising to see that happen. Uh but like Matt pointed out to us, these movies were weren't really made for longevity. No, uh, they were meant to be popular in the then and the now. And there were so many jokes that you know me and yourself didn't really understand because we are products of our generation. That is true. This movie did come out four years before I was born, and I guess it came out around the same time you came out. Yeah, it came out a couple months before I was born. Um, and so like I re- like I had to look up who the televangelists were that they uh, that. Uh, that this, those two characters, Ned Beatty and his wife, were based on, uh, and then like your dad explained to us that one rule, that one thing, that one character. Yeah, there was a joke about like somebody Downey Jr. Yeah, not Robert Downey Jr. It was some TV host, I guess. Uh, Roland Downey, Norbert Downey. I, I don't, don't remember. Um, there, yeah, there were jokes where you're like, this is surreal because I can tell that this is a joke, but I don't know what it means. Uh huh. Um, so it's just a lot of things like that that. Oh, you know, you and I didn't get, but I'm sure uh-huh. we're a little bit more funnier at the moment. And then there were a number of jokes where I felt that they had the decent layout, but if it was just done slightly differently or if there was an issue with timing, I think timing was a big issue in this movie. That was the reason that a lot of jokes didn't land. Yeah. And that could come from editing or acting uh-huh. or both. Yeah. Delightful. Teamwork. I would guess editing because the actors were pretty good. I guess they were fine. Um, not Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura's turn in this movie is well. He was meant for a political career. It is poisonous. It is poison. Politicians are never funny. Mm, so true. 
So, so true. Except for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, and that's a Ginsburg. Okay, you're right. Uh-huh. But yeah, so... Um, <laughs> oh, shoot, what were you saying? You were saying... A lot of nonsense. Yeah, basically. Um, no, I, I think the movie gets points for having an original disco song called Repossessed. <laughs> um not good not a good song and it is repeated three times but that happened um and i get points for recognizing body by jake which is another really old reference that i should not understand but jake steinfeld aka uh pop starlet Haley steinfeld's uncle um he was like a physical trainer guy and he also played a slasher killer in the movie home sweet home so that's where i learned about him I just wanted to feel smart, and this movie allowed me to do that. So A+, plus, 10 out of 10, uh, cinema score of 100. All right. Mic drop. Plus 20 extra credit points for being so humble about it. Basically. But no, this movie was not <laughs> funny. There were a lot of really endless sequences where you're like, why is this here? That's true. And there were so many puns and visual gags that, one, weren't funny, and two, were not tied into the Exorcist theme at all. Like, Linda Blair walks by these disabled parking spaces, and the things that are parked there are shaped like the shape of the disabled person on the sign. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so this is the parking for the sign, people. And then there's the literally that same scene. It cuts to two people in an elevator, and a girl starts to, like, you know, go down <laughs> on the guy in the elevator. I love that scene. And then the elevator opens, and Linda Blair's like, are you getting off? And he's like... He didn't seem to be enjoying himself. Yeah, but why is this joke in this movie? It's it's not that funny, and it doesn't belong. Uh And there's an endless sequence at a gym that, as far as I can tell, is just six minutes of staring at boobs and not any jokes. See, that's where you're... This is is your fault at this point, because I tuned that scene out. I mean, I also did as much as i could like i try to respect the integrity of my reviews by watching the entire movie Uh but i did try to burrow deep into a hole deep within my soul so i wouldn't be exposed to the horror that was repossessed oh i don't know maybe like i'm not saying the previous three movies were good maybe i'm just worn down by those three Uh but i definitely enjoyed the previous three to a certain extent and this one i was not having it except Uh for the ice cream (laughs) Do you think that the your main issue with this movie was the fact that uh, they didn't really that they veered off from the main plot, um, and the one-off jokes that were really not attached to the movie just didn't work? I don't know because I I think that happened in maybe Scary Movie Four or something. It didn't mm-hmm. bother me quite as much. Um, I don't know if I can really get to the bottom of what it was, except for the fact that it was just really dull. And the jokes that weren't funny were the longest ones, and you have to suffer through them for just infuriatingly long periods of time in, like, Mm -hmm. an 82-minute movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, and there were multiple music montages of people just, like, flapping their mouths at each other while doing nothing. It's not funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your effect score? Four. Four? Yeah. I don't know what effects there were. Wait, what? I just accepted that as fact, and then I was like, wait, what the hell are you talking about? What did you give a four to? I don't know what effects there were, but nothing really took me out of the movie, so four. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'm I am it... defeated after this month, okay? Okay, I'm so sorry. Next month promises to be better, but I always say that, so we'll see. 
Um, I'm going to give it two out of five. Like, you know, they did recreate the exorcist gags and it was fine. Mm -hmm. Like whatever. Um, the gags were never as good as the original exorcist, which came out like 17 years before. So like, you'd think they'd figured it out by then, but whatever. Again, a parody not meant to be. Yeah. No one was putting a lot of heart and soul and care into the making of this movie. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. I like the opening scene where that one student is hitting on the priest. Oh, yeah. She's like rubbing her leg and he's like, pull your dress down, ma'am. And she's like, okay. And then she just pulls her top down and you get to see her boobs. Yeah. And then there's a boing sound on the sound of track. Fort Worth four on the effect score right there. Yeah. And then Leslie Nielsen goes, what? And goes cross-eyed. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible movie. It's so funny, though. Uh, no, you We know, both laughed. I you, laughed. Although I'm 12. You know what I will say? I think everybody on the set of this movie probably had a lot of fun. Yeah. But it's not fun to watch. (laughs) And I'm glad, I'm happy that Linda Blair had the sense of humor about herself to like do this role. Uh Uh-huh. And it was fun. Not that it parodied her in any way. No. But like she wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to ruin my character or whatever. Like she had fun with it. Uh Uh-huh. But... eh. Well, wasn't she like one of those people who was kind of like, not necessarily typecast, but certainly like you are the devil child and like that's all you will ever be. Like there's no point trying to cast you as this, you know, starlet or whatever in my Uh rom-com. So I'm sure she kind of got like a final laugh in doing this movie. No, that's true. Um, Honestly, you know what? This movie would have been way funnier if it was a straight parody of The Exorcist. And she was playing the exact same character at the exact same age. Like, I would love to see, like, a 30-year-old Linda Blair playing 11-year-old Linda Blair. Mm. I would have loved that movie. (laughs) And that's how I would have fixed it. I think that's an okay idea. Thank you. What's your uh, overall quality score for Repossessed? Um, My overall quality score, two. Two. I'm gonna, lower than all my other scores. Fair enough. I'm straight up giving this one a one out of five. Unlucky what? stars. Yeah, it. That's so low. It. I. I was not prepared for this movie mentally or physically or spiritually, and it just really ravaged me. I feel used after watching this movie. Like I, just like the the hour and change that it took from my life. I feel that emptiness as if it was ripped out of me. <laughs> And usually with a bad movie, I'm not that like existential about it. But this uh-huh. time I'm like, I could have saved a child's life during this movie. What <laughs> skills the... do you have that would have saved a child's life? I don't know. Not setting stuff on fire. I, well, I wasn't. Never mind. Um, you were going to add gas to the fire that they were currently on top of? Or yeah, something? Exa- I don't know. I'm just saying like. I could have bettered myself in some way. Like I could have been eating a salad. I know what you're. I know. What I you could mean. have been going to Body by Jake to get all buff. I could have been, I don't know, reading a book. <laughs> I <laughs> could finger Abby. I could uh. have been putting my finger up my nose. That would have been much more beneficial to my general well-being uh-huh. than watching Repossessed. You're right. This movie, even though I kind of defended its comedy chops or its attempt at comedy chops, what didn't go anywhere? It was boring. There was long sequences where nothing happened. Um, 
after the first 30 minutes, I was pretty much done and decided that this movie was not for me. So at that point, I kind of gave up. And I think that's yeah. why my score remained as high as it did because I didn't pay <laughs> attention to the second two-thirds Fair enough. as closely as you did. Um, I w- if not for the podcast, I would have turned this off after two and a half minutes. Really? Yeah. What was it at that two and a half minute mark that you were like, oh no? Well, the first two minutes is not jokes. And then it's Leslie Nielsen falling down the stairs for like a full minute, which is kind of funny. I like that. But then the devil's like, I'll be back. And he's like, oh shit. I'm like, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> There's not. Oh, you laughed though, which kind of undermines my point, but yeah. whatever. Well, I'm laughing more at your impression of it. Thank you. I'm, I'm done talking about this movie. Listen, um, it's a dumb movie. All of these movies were meant to be dumb movies. None of them were meant to have like biting, sarcastic, Austin-like humor. No, I, I, meant- know, I know this, but it could... look, Leslie Nielsen has been in a lot of like dumb comedy movies that are great, like The Naked Gun, like a lot of those movies that spawned after Airplane. Like he wasn't in Top Secret, but Top Secret is pretty great. And or was he in Top Secret? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Let's watch Top Secret. <laughs> but. This movie was made 10 years after Airplane, after that whole trend had kind of died for the first time. Scary movie brought it back, obviously. But it, it it's just not, it's not worth anything. Also, I was li- listening to our first episode of this month recently, and I was talking about, like, the second wave of the whole scary movie situation, then A Haunted House kind of brought it back a little bit. Uh-huh. And I remember there's a bunch of straight-to-Netflix like parody movies like Tooken, which is a bunch of Liam Neeson movies put together or the walking deceased. Yeah. I've heard of that one or uh, the starving games stuff that I assume no one has watched, but I was just like, Oh, we're in, we're in the middle of a, like a robust third wave of terrible parody <laughs> movies funded by Netflix. I don't think so. I think they just, they're like, Oh, you made this movie for five cents. We can buy it for one cent and put it on our service. <laughs> So people, when they watch, when they're done watching Orange is the New Black, they can fall asleep to this. Are you going to watch these movies now? No. I do want to watch Top Secret, though. I want to watch Tooken. I think I watched, I think we watched three minutes of Tooken together. Really? I think like a year ago. Because the, it's, the, it's mostly like a parody of Nonstop, the one where Liam Neeson's on an airplane. Speaking of, directed by the same guy who did The Commuter, so I guess we're coming full circle. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves doing ne- Liam Neeson movies where he's traveling. Yeah, basically on any sort of transit situation. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so next up, Liam Neeson in Hot Air, where Ooh. he's in a hot air balloon. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of I don't know bales of hay down below, and he has to figure out which one has the bomb in it. Yes, perfect. But the like the mechanism on the hot air balloon is broken, so it's flying higher and higher to the sky. And then he dies of asphyxiation in space. I'm sold. Like, let's get Hollywood on the phone. Let's go. Let's do it. And then Linda Blair can play a 12-year-old. <laughs> the perfect <laughs> At movie. At 60. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. So, oh, I actually learned two things about Linda Blair. First of all, it's her birthday on the day we're recording this, which Happy is January birthday, 22nd. Happy birthday, Linda. Also, I learned that she she owns and operates like a rescue center for pit bulls. What? Yeah. That's like her day job. Oh, that's so nice. That's pretty cool. She's the true Mrs. Worldwide. Sure. You mean so so the female version of Pitbull? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, sure. Oh. 
so bad. That that <laughs> level of joke belongs in this movie. Repossessed. Yeah. Oh man. And I for I for okay, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> I forgot to tell you to do this, but let's rank the four movies that we watched this month. All right. So list them all again. Shriek if you know what I did last Friday. That's number 13th. four. Oh. Uh Vampires Suck. Number two. Okay. Repossessed. Three. So Scary Movie 4 was your favorite? Yes. Okay. I think for me it's probably Shriek if you know what I did last Friday the 13th. Okay. There's four? There's one. What? Vampires Suck, Scary Movie 4, and Repossessed. Aww. What a terrible idea for a month. Sergio, why'd you let me do this? Well, it sounded fun in retrospect that we wouldn't be watching terrible horror movies, like where nothing happens for an hour and a half. Uh-huh. But instead, we saw like these terrible, lame horror comedies where nothing happened <laughs> for an hour and a half. For an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Um, although some just a lot of jokes didn't really go anywhere. Fair enough. Oh boy. Listen, you have to be in the right mindset to enjoy these movies. And you mean stoned? Probably. Um, I would know nothing about that. Uh, and we're just both tired and cranky. Yeah, a little bit. And have been spoiled by the greatness that is The Greatest Showman. We did see The Greatest Showman twice. Have We We must have done a 10-word review I of that at have. some point. I, I think I did one that was mean. Okay, now we got we to gotta reverse that. Read your letterbox review. Or can you remember it, what you said? Uh, a feast for the senses, except maybe taste. That's pretty good. That's a perfect 10-word review of The Greatest Showman. All right, what was yours? Uh, let me... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not great under pressure. The greatest showman is the greatest. No, great. It was a haiku, I guess. <laughs> anyway, I'm very tired. That do you have my sense. haiku from this weekend, by the way? Somewhere, probably. Okay, good. Anyway, so um, <laughs> the uh, the, 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 that's a ranking. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, um, and also Milo Mook, who just reviewed us. If you want ice cream, email us. We'll hook you up. Yeah, $5 gift card to uh, Baskin Robbins sure. or whatever your local. I don't know where you're from. Maybe they don't have that. Maybe they have the Cold Stones. If I had to guess where they're from, I'm going to guess Scotland. Why? That's just a guess. Okay. <laughs> I have no information to go off, but that is my guess. I don't know. All right. We probably lost him as a viewer. Listener. <laughs> Please don't watch podcasts. PSA. Podcasts are not for the eyes. Podcasts are for... load on your feed. <laughs> yeah. Podcasts are for your ears while your eyes are doing something else that is more important, like driving. <laughs> Oh boy, Sergio I'm died. So sad. That's okay. I can't believe it. I do that mistake all the time. No, that I've I've listened to so many podcasts that say viewers instead of listeners. Uh-huh. It's just like the lexicon you're used to when people are hosting things. Yeah. Um, our theme song is a beat for you by Pseudo Echo. Should I tell people what our theme is for next month? Which I'm yeah, I'm dying about? to know. Okay. I mean, I think I know. Can I tell them? Sure. Um, I hope I it's believe- right. <laughs> Um, I believe because next month is our Screamies award season, uh-huh. uh, what Brennan typically does on his own, and now he's going to make me do it as well, Yay. is uh, he's going to find movies that Oscar contenders in either the best actor or best actress category, supporting or whatever. Not supporting. Even, that's too complicated. Um, like the nominees, horror movies that they've done in the past, and we will watch those movies. Yes, that is correct. 
I watched so many movies last year, and I don't know. I think I'm limiting it to just four for me in general this year. Uh-huh. I would not make you watch ten. I would um, not watch ten. No, I'm aware of that very greatly. But, like, last year, Meryl Streep was nominated, so I watched Death Becomes Her, which is kind of the closest she got to a horror movie. Um, Casey Affleck was nominated. Boo. Um, uh, so I watched Soul Survivor, which was... You didn't was, see a ghost story? That, that was before a ghost story came out, oh, I believe. okay. Um, but yeah, so I watched Soul Survivor, which is a terrible uh, early 2000s horror movie he made with, like, Eliza Dushku and some other 2000s celebrities. Um, and I, I just love unearthing skeletons from people's closets. What it's, was Ruth Nega in? Uh, Ruth Nega was in an Irish horror movie called Isolation. Ooh. Um, about a mutant cow that was killing people on a farm. <laughs> um, Ooh, bitch. Which is a much better description than it is a movie, although it was okay. Uh-huh. Um, also, uh, Essie Davis, who's the lead of The Babadook, is in that movie. Really? And I don't know how that happened, because she's, she's not Irish, but good for her. It's a small community, the almost English. Yeah. It's a shame that Leonardo DiCaprio is not getting awards buzz for anything he did this year because I would love to watch the Critters movie that he was in. Oh. Um, but yeah, so liter- we're recording this the night before the Oscar nominations are announced, so I couldn't tell you what movies we're watching if I wanted to. But well, you can probably take a wild guess based on like who's been winning. Okay, let me think. Well, Frances McDormand is like a shoo-in. Has she done a horror movie, though? I do not know. See, we'll we'll find this out during my research tomorrow morning. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway, see you uh February the first Friday in February for that. Everyone, go vote for the Screamies. I'm very excited that you can find the link on our Twitter and our Facebook. I'll have posted that on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. This whoop, whoop. podcast time traveling is so interesting. It's so much fun. Anyway, another par- another successful parody episode where we talked about the movie for ten minutes and it's still a thirty minute long episode. Um, thanks so much for listening and good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. You, in fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out and do a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy. At podpeople.me. That was, that was really fun and not awkward at all. <laughs> Bye.